Detroit Barbie, what's going on? Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 265, iHeartRadio. How's it going? Good. What's up? I'm doing pretty well. Congratulations on all your success this far and just starting out. I know you've been recently taking it seriously since you just got your new manager. So when was that, like last year? Yep, last year. Last year, we've been on a roll ever since then. Now, who is your new manager for people that may not know in which you've completely rejuvenated yourself into taking this music career forward? Okay, so I call him Mr. Make It Happen. That's my name for him. But also known as Life, so that's Life, Mr. Life, or y'all can just call him Mr. Make It Happen. I think Mr. that's Make so it cool. Happen. I like, I like Mr. Make It Happen. Yeah. How did you come across Mr. Make It Happen? So how I came across and I have been knowing him for quite some time. Um, previous to him asking to manage me, um, I had known him from like uh, clubs. He was um, like had a lot of stuff going on um, with um, a lot of businesses and stuff that he had that I had encountered with him during that time. Um, after, as far as him managing me. Um, he came to me and he said, you know, um, I was going to, I was thinking about stopping rapping. I didn't want to rap anymore because at that time I just was like, you know, a lot of stuff with the rapping was kind of a lot, like was kind of expensive. Um, it was things I couldn't afford. I felt like it was a lot for me. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do music anymore. I just, you know what I mean? I, I can't afford it. It's not for me, you know? So um, he told, he, he, he inboxed me, he did me, he said, before you make decision, you know, come have a meeting with me in my office. So I have went with him. Um, I went to his office. And when I went to his office, he, he gave me an offer of a, um, of, a, of a job to be able to make more money too, and be able to, to um, pursue most of my career. And he wanted to manage me. He had been out to a couple of my shows. He had seen I was rapping. At first, I was rapping with someone. Um, his interest was more in managing just me instead of the person that was rapping with me, because I was rapping with another person at that time and um he sees the talent in me he's seen the talent that i had so once we sat down and had a meeting he told me all the things he could offer me in my career he told me um every basically every honestly because i don't even want to go too far into that everything that he told me that he could do for me he has already done this far in a year man that's deep that you just went into and that did, when when you were speaking with your manager about how you were feeling, did he ever have another artist feel this way or go through the same thing? No. And he said he had interest in maybe other people to manage, but it was never, no one ever gave him the, yes, I, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? He, he said, I'm the one that gave him like the yes. Like I gave him superstar. Like he said, I had the full package, everything. And everything that he wanted in an artist and everything that in an artist that takes to be successful, he said, I had it. And when he said that, it went from there. You could definitely tell that you have it. And you've known since a young age because you were always in the music and Lil' Kim is your biggest influence. But just hearing stories about you rapping on beat with your mother in the car and she was the one who really encouraged you to pursue your dreams and follow through with a music career. Yes, 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 definitely. What was your introduction to Lil' Kim? Um, at a young age, very, very young age. Um, Lil' Kim, um, you know, I mean, honestly, that's just like music now. 
you know, and just like sometimes I try to keep my children away from music that is not, you know what I mean, for the for the child's ear. Well, I mean, Lil' Kim was just, she was just Lil' Kim. Um, I was hurt for Halloween when I was in like eighth grade. My mom never, my mom never kept me from listening to her. However, I was never um, that exposed to certain things at a young age either. I just loved her as an artist, period. It, it, it didn't matter what she said, even when it was time, things I probably didn't even understand what she'd be saying until now as an adult. You know what I mean? But I had got exposed to her at a very young age. I remember um, I used to be really good at dancing as a kid. So they would turn on music and I would dance to it. And and I would be dancing to some of Little Kim's music. And I never really knew what the words was. It was just the music itself that I was in love with. If that makes any sense. No, she's definitely one of the best lyrically out there. I know people always give her flack because Biggie wrote her rhymes. I know people always going to hold her back on that. But I feel as though, because we don't look at Drake as a ghostwriter and this having a ghostwriter, we just look at him as Drake. And I feel as though they, they attack Lil' Kim because she's a female. Yeah, and they may do that. I mean, from time to time, you know what I mean? You are you always want someone else's pen, especially from a man, because men, really, women are taking over now, but men... Men are hip hop. They know. They know what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to take a pen from a man. A female sometimes has to take a pen from a man from time to time because they're going to take you where you want to go. You know, he, he, she was already rapping. You know what I mean? She was already doing her thing. But when he started putting the pen down for her, it took her exactly where she needed to be. So, I mean, but people, people always bash about, I have a very, 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 very strong opinion on penmanship with um, people and their music. I don't think you writing the music shows your talent because there's people that write, probably write good rhymes that can't rap at all, can't deliver, can't do it. You have to have raw talent to be able to get out there and deliver the music the way it's supposed to be delivered. You know what I mean? It's about delivering. It's about production. You know what I mean? It's the way that you, you know what I mean? So who writes it? You know what I mean? I, to be honest, I don't I'm using, but I mean, my point of view on things is not the same point of view from everybody else. I have some people that think like me think differently. What about them? I want to be able to touch their souls as well. You know what I mean? You know, and to be able to be an artist, you have to be able to touch as many as you can. You know what I mean? As many to be successful, you have to touch as many as you can. And if you can't touch these people, then you don't have what it takes to be a star or an artist. You went to school with Christian uh, Diddy's son. I heard so about. Yes, that's. Um, I actually, I got to get those pictures too. I had my uncle in New York. Um, yes, we, I went to Alvin Ailey Dance School. I don't know if you guys remember Tweety. Her name was Tweety. She was a hip hop dance choreographer. Um, she used to have like shows on MTV and everything. Her name was Tweety. Um, and me and Christian both attended class. Diddy actually sat in one of my classes. And, um, I'm the same way now that I was when I was a kid, and it's crazy. Um, I was on the elevator with Diddy and everything. Um, my uncle took a picture with him. He said, why don't you take a picture with him? And I said, no. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. Like, they have to be 
beat in my head to take pictures when I'm around celebrities. Only because I don't like to make people feel like I'm forcing them to sometimes want pictures. And, you know, at this point in time, he was just in the class with his son. So it's not like, hey, let's take this picture. You know, I don't, I don't like to bombard people with photos. And I mean, I'm just learning to get photogenic, so I'm not that photogenic either. So if I take one picture nine times out of ten, I'm going to want to take it over again because I'm like, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that. So it's like I don't even bother people with pictures, you know. But um, he was in the he sat in the class with me. Me and Christian was actually dance partners for um, for a particular um, for the particular um, time that we were in the dance class. I don't even know if he remembers me to this day, but I know he remembers the class. And I know he, he probably would if I if I told him, you know what I mean? If I told him, he would remember. We were really close. That's insane. It's a crazy story to tell. Just so many talents right there, classical dance and formal dancing. You had the class with him. But you started out in Akron, I heard. That's when you were really starting to get your music groove on. Canton, Ohio, but Akron's very, very close. Akron's uh, very close. It's like... 15 minutes and then Akron is the bigger city so people will always you know what I mean go into Akron but I started off in Kenton Ohio though yes that's when it all started here and are you back in Detroit right now um no I'm in I'm in Atlanta you're in Atlanta now yes how was the move there and getting acclimated in the music scene in Atlanta I know that's like the number one source right now for hip-hop yeah, and it's fun, it's lit, um, it's great to network. Um, when you go to other um, cities and states, however, I don't normally have a hard time um, getting people to gravitate to me anywhere I go, but I must say I'm the most comfortable in Atlanta because everybody's out here networking, everybody's trying to make it. When you come and you say, hey, I'm an artist, everybody treats you as such, and everybody remembers that grind or that hunger that they had. So no one's judging you. Everybody will give you a chance. Everybody will listen to your music. Everybody, if it's good music, they'll party to it. They'll listen to it. They'll play it. It's kind of really, really great when it comes to networking and actually presenting who you are. People will definitely still accept you. You did a cover basically just paying homage to Lil' Kim with Money, Power, Respect. You've been doing a lot and killing sample tracks. I know you want to release a mixtape before you do the album because you are doing killing so many sample tracks. When can we expect this mixtape? Very soon, very soon. Just working on a little bit more. Um, I just sampled um, Pain to um, Tupac's Pain. That's my first Pain song, too. Off of Above the Rim? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I just sampled that too. That one, the killer. <laughs> that one's a killer. I and I couldn't. It's my first pain song, and I was so excited for it because I. Everybody's like, "We need that pain. We need that pain. We need that pain from you." And I'm like, "I'm ready for it." So when I got in the studio, I just did it like maybe two or three weeks ago, and I'm like, you know, I'm telling my producer, which is Cutter Classic. Shout out to him. I'm telling my producer, and I'm like, Cutter, don't you know that song, that song Pain by um, Tupac? Cutter loves me because I like old school music. I'm, I'm an old school girl. I like old school hip hop. That stuff brings me to where I want to be in life. That's another reason why I have a hard time getting off the samples because that real music, that real funk, that real hip hop, 
came from back in the day. It did. And a lot of new artists today, still today, you'll mention a song to them and they won't even know it, have a clue about it. And it's like, how can you even do music and you don't know music? I feel like I never thought that I would be a rapper ever any day. But you could have tried me three years ago before I started rapping, rapping, and I would still know every song from every I'm talking about. People hate for me to play my playlist because anything on my playlist has to be from the 90s on back. Seriously. I don't Everything play that. predates music. 1999 pretty much. Yeah, and back and back because honestly, the new music, it's okay to party. You know what I mean? It's okay to party, but it ain't okay to chill. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> exactly. You need some powerful messages, and you bring up Tupac. Pain was a, a track from Tupac off Above the Rim, which you mentioned before you remixed. When we look back at tracks that had such an impact, Brenda's Got a Baby, where that was just groundbreaking at the time. My mom has been tugging me since I started rapping to do Brenda's Got a Baby. She wow. wants me to do it so bad. And um, we touched on how we would come at it. How I was going to come at it would be different. Um, kinda, I'm still thinking about it. I got to kind of get it get it together. Because, um, I mean, I wanted to do a whole Tupac mixtape. I, um, I sampled um, um, Can't See Me. I did sample Can't See Me. Um, I actually post, like, I got, like, a little, like, a little clip of me being, like, in a studio, sitting in a chair, rapping it. I'll tag you. So you can hear how I came on that. I just had one verse um, that I got recorded. But I'll, I'll tag you in that so that you can see how I came on that. But um, I wanted to do a literally a full-blown sample on um, on um, every a lot of my favorite. I want to do Toss It Up. I want to do uh, California Love. So many That's tears. A lot of I want to do. Oh, my God. Because I just love Tupac. I'm a big Tupac fan. So. Um, yeah, do but, Hail Mary. Oh my God! Yeah, that's one. That's one of them. That's one of them too. I had like eight songs on that um, list. <laughs> I want to go back and touch on, but um, really, really, Tupac had so many songs with the message. Now back to the Brenda's got a baby. I wanted to go into like how women really go through a lot of stuff, and then they get judged upon things. And sometimes people in their voices and their uh, opinions can sometimes tear a woman down and make her feel like she's not strong enough to overcome any obstacle because Brenda had, a, she had the baby, but she literally felt like she couldn't put out there that she had the baby, whatever she was going through in her life she felt like she couldn't handle it she just couldn't take it I got this baby what am I gonna do I can't do anything I'm not strong enough but if she took the time to figure out that she uh, and know that she does have the strength that would have that baby would have made her a better person right then and there if she took time to do it so I kind of wanted to revise that and we need that track that's groundbreaking, especially from the woman's perspective today because of everything that's going on in the world with Roe v. Wade being taken away. So now women's rights are being under the attack here. So we need some powerful tracks out there that are sending messages. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I remember now, this is going to get a little, this is going to get a little ratchet. It's going to get into a little <laughs> bit of Detroit Barbie. Um, I, I made a statement 
and I say, I say things I do. I mean, it's life. And, um, I had placed, I had placed the opinion about, you know, using my mouth to do things that women do anyway. You know what I mean? But, um, and people are, are, or, you know, just like um, City Girls, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, and people are like, all oh, these hot girls and City Girls, or like the strippers, the girls that are st- or strippers, and then they're turning into rappers. You have people judging them, saying, oh, here come that same stripper rap. Really, I, I, um, for, the, for the guys that want to try to say it, it's like, try me, yeah, because I got them bars, for real, little do you know. But back to that, they try to make women seem like they don't have it, or have the talent to rap because they were a stripper or whatever, or because they're outside or because they're being ratchet or because they're being turned up. But I mean, back in the nineties, your mom was at the Freaknik with Uncle Luke showing out on top of those cars with those Daisy Dukes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was out there with those Daisy Dukes on. The mom was, you know what I mean? So what was, they were being hot girls and city girls. They were just at the freak meet. Well, Uncle Luke used to make them go crazy. We're not going to forget about that now. No. We just we just bringing it back out. We just trying to have fun like Uncle Luke and it was. Exactly right. Now, you bring up an important point with that is that it, it's kind of a hypocritical era that we're living in now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just everything. Everything in life is a cycle. It just it just happens over again. You know what I mean? I mean, it's always been strippers. It's always been, you know, I mean, women, women, and then you have women that want to have fun so bad, but they sit back and they judge the other girls that are having so much fun. I mean, I literally sit in the club and watch it all the time. And I'm like, they're sitting over there judging these girls, but shoot, I want to go sit with the, I want to go sit with the girls that are jumping all over the sections and drinking the liquor and ride driving a boat. That's where I want to be. I don't want to sit up pretty all night with my cute dress on. I mean, that's a waste of an outfit, <laughs> waste of a club. I mean, they could have went to, um, you know, they could have went to the church with the nuns and sat there like that all day long. I mean, what are you at a club for if you're not going to jump all over the couches and scream hey all night? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you, when we do approach this album, because you already you want to do a full Tupac mixtape, you already got the sample mixtape that you're going to be working on. But what do you want the debut album to sound like? Because we already have heard the singles, Ain't My Thought. We've heard your singles already. So what's the debut album going to encompass? Man, um, with my album, I'm going to take my time. Um, that's number one. Um, but you're going to expect, you got to expect a little bit of everything. I want to be able to touch every crowd. So you're going to have some club music. You're going to have some pain music. You're going to have some music that's going to tell, going to have a story and tell a mess and have a message. Um, any music that I make, even if it is ratchet music, I'm telling a story. You won't hear me talking about, you won't hear me talking about, yeah, I was at inner prize getting a rental after that i picked up you know what i mean i go no because see here i go again making sense let me try to not make sense so i ate some chicken um took a dive to like you know like i don't know a lot of music nowadays is like all over the place and it's you're not telling what you did it's like you go from doing one thing and then you're you're on this week and then the next four bars you're four months ago then you're back to the past and then back to it's like it doesn't it doesn't flow. It's not categorized. Yeah, it's like making me crazy, making me crazy. Like, you know what I mean? So 
definitely um, you're going to catch a lot of scents. Um, and every song is going to tap into another era, whether it's um, twerk club music, uh, like I said, club music, pain music. You're going to have some, some music that sit back and, and make you think, you know what I mean? Just, just everything. I'm very versatile. I know how to get into everything. And again, that's because I love music. I love every genre of music. It's not a genre that I don't like, literally. It's not a song from every genre, probably. I even like, I just got hip to loofah music. I like loofah music. I think so that's I what adds to your diversity, the fact that you're so well-versed in different genres. Yeah. Yes. I always I always talk to artists about that. If you're gonna go back, you go go to all the genres except for country. I'm not the biggest country guy. I just think that I like country music. Really, too. I can't get into it. <laughs> I love country music. It's just, I mean, you got to find that certain country music that 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 catches your 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 ear. Music that catch my ear, and the reason why I probably may like country music is not like I'm sitting there on the phone going through country music and listening to it. I may have been at like a a restaurant or I may have been at a store or I may have been in a mall uh at an airport or somewhere and heard that sound and be like and then I try to catch the, a few of the words and then I google it who made this or what is this or you know what I mean and then I catch it and it's a country song you know um now this song is not country but this song is literally one of my favorite songs ever you know the come on Eileen okay yeah I love Come On Eileen, but I like the beat to it. I like the, I tried to sample that too, but the the the, the, the producer that tried to make the beat for that just wasn't given. It wasn't given, I'm going to rap on that. So. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear how versatile and that you do your research in all these genres of music, especially when we go into hip hop, because most of the artists I talk to are on the younger side. I don't think they know anything past Lil Wayne. And that's no insult, but they just don't do their research. So when we, you, when you say that you go way back, what's the furthest you go back that you think artists, when we hear this interview later on, people will be like, wow, that you listen to this artist? Ugh, man, that's a, that's a hard question. Okay. Um, one of my favorite movies is Crush Groove. Okay. Literally. So that's going way, that. that is going way back. I will literally, I mean, I mean, Run DMC, I mean, I'm talking about, this is stuff I would listen to today. Like, I, I, like, they turn me up now. Like, you could turn on that, you could go, no, DJ Run, my name, damn Jay. And I'd be like, hey, I turn it up, I get turned and rap the whole song. You know what I mean? You could turn that on with any other artist and they might just sit there like, and be like, what? And keep continue to smoke or drink. Not thinking. But that kind of music will literally get me on my feet um oh my god ll cool j i mean i love all the words anything he's ever made i love i need love i just sample i'm bad i do have a feature on there with me but i just sample um i'm bad um, yes and it's hard too um um of, co of course we turned it into a party song but I, I, I love that song, but I mean, I go all the way back because then when I started listening to slow music, oh my God, you can't even imagine how far I go back. I listen to Switch. I listen to the Dad's Band. I mean, I'm talking about every day. They're on my playlist. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I can go, oh my God, we'll be talking for hours if we're going to talk about 
And we're going to talk about how far it may, because I'll take you way back. I, I can tell. It's important to have artists like you in this day and age, especially coming up for the youth to look up to, because when you have people like DJ Academics, who are the figureheads who call our pioneers of hip-hop, the old and dusty and broken down, all these comments he makes about them, it it doesn't help. And that's when you have all these younger rappers. That's why they only look up to a certain amount of people like Lil Wayne and Drake and only what's going forward. And they don't go back because if it wasn't for these guys like Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel, and then you go into the Slick Ricks and Karras ones, we don't have Lil Wayne and Drake and all this happening today. No, they don't. Okay. You know who else I love? Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. The breaks. That's my, that's my boy right there, man. If I rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, stuff like that turns me up. Like, I like it makes me excited. Music, people, I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Because then you, you touch on this and then you go into a whole other subject. But, like, I, whatever. Because, I mean, I'm making the same kind of music right now. So, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. But, Man, this day and age, they're like, like slaughtering music. Like they're stabbing it with a knife. And I literally, I literally understand where these, where these people, you know what I mean, that have worked so hard to make a name for hip hop. Period. I can imagine how they feel. Oh, I can I too. And then, and, but they're not allowed to feel that way because then they'll just say, oh, he's a bitter old head. That's what you always hear from a younger rapper. Oh, he's just a bitter old head, but they can't put themselves in the pioneer shoes because they're too focused on themselves and they're just all about getting money and not really giving back to hip hop. That's, that's, yeah. what, that's so important yeah. at the end of the day is giving back. I was, I was on social media too and I was touching on people talking about cheap, the word cheap. And I'm like, so if I go buy a little cheap chain from the beauty supply store and put it around my neck and I go and buy like a, a, a regular outfit and I go get a cute little purse like this, a cute little purse like this, and I go and get, and get dressed and everything, does that mean that I'm not going to be a great, a, a great, a better rapper than you? Does that mean I'm not going to be a great rapper because I literally have on things that what you have on? Because uh, at the end of the day, I probably still rap better than you with all of this cheap stuff I have on. Money is not going to make you a great artist. No. It's not. You have all these rappers today making all these money, and you, you, you when you look back at it, I guarantee Melly Mel and some of these guys, the pioneers, will still rap better than a, probably a hundred percent of these new rappers that are out right now. Because I've heard some of them freestyle, and they don't even have to have a beat, and they sound better than some of these guys that are on the beats now. Yeah. It's crazy. But what can we expect from your upcoming single? What's going to be an upcoming single that we expect from Detroit Barbie? See me. There we um, go. I have a single coming out with Ice Bear Vegetables. I got a um, I got a um, I got a single coming out with Ice Bear Vezo, which I'm super super excited about. Um, it's called Major Influence. Um, Vezo was literally one of my favorite rappers from out of Michigan. Always been. I've been a diehard Vezo fan since since he started rapping. Um, so I thought he was like the metaphor king. You know what I mean? Like, I man, he he has some good wordplay. Back in the day, 
he used to be crazy on wordplay. He's like, he's like turning into like a real official artist now. So now he, but he's still, oh my, his, his wordplay is crazy. Back in the day, it was like atrocious. Like he was nasty with the freaking metaphors. And it's like, how could he turn this into this? Woo! But I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, he's a good person to look up to. So I have a single coming out with him, um, coming out with him called uh, Major Influence. Major Influence, that's coming soon. Who are some other artists that you're looking to work with, especially from Detroit? I know your major influence is Mulatto and Megan Thee Stallion for the new artists, but anyone else, especially from the Detroit area, that you're looking to collaborate with? Uh, Rocky Bat, Cash Dow, Babyface Ray. For right now, those are like the three main ones. Sada Baby. Sada Baby. Sada Baby. Yep, so, okay, I know that's right, Mr. Make It Happen. Let's not forget about Sada. That's my turn of team. That's my turn of team. Shout out to Mr. Make It Happen. What's yes. going on? How you doing? I appreciate all the love. And, you know oh, of saying? course, man. And anytime she's doing a great thing for hip hop. I checked out all of her songs already. We're, we got into it a little bit earlier. And shout out to Al Nice, you know, for connecting us all. But I mean, Detroit Barbie, is there anything else you want to let your fans know, the audience know that we didn't touch on here tonight? Mr. Make It Happen said Sada Baby, so that means that Mr. Make It Happen probably is going to make that happen, how we? Period. Yeah, it, it's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's going to be big. Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, because he be turned like me. But I'm, I promise, like, whatever me and him do, going all the way to the top. I can already tell you that. That's If me and Sada get on a song, that's going to be some worldwide stuff. I ain't gonna lie. That's gonna be woo. The turn up Chill. queen and Sada baby together. Jeez. Don't forget you opening up for Miko Montana on Sunday at the bonfire club. At the bonfire, yes, Sunday. I will be at yeah. Bonfire ATL. Last time I came to Bonfire for the people that was there, they already know what happened. If you are in the Atlanta area, make sure that you pull up so that you can witness this because I am the turn up queen and I love turning up at Bonfire. Um, I also have a show with Boosie November 5th in Milwaukee. That's big. Um, I'll be in Orlando, Orlando for the classics on the 19th of November as well. So we is moving around. Shout out we to also PME. Number, we also number 37 on the, on the media-based charts. Okay. Congrats on boom. that. There it go again. I thought we were still at number 39 and 40. So that means that, that, that's, that's, that, hey, that feel made me feel good. So that is great. Um, I'm checking my stats every day. My my monthly listeners are going up. My my everything is going up. So I mean I'm going up, man. I gotta check myself before I wreck myself. But man, we is going on. PLE is in the building. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped. And there well, you have it right there. Oh, by the way. Pure life entertainment, period. That's okay. Period. And let them know where they can find you on social media, official Detroit Barbie. Yep, official Detroit Barbie is where you can find me. Detroit Barbie is where you can find me on all platforms. Okay, she just shined a light. Okay, movie star. <laughs> and check out our newest single, Ain't My Thought, available on all platforms as well. Yes, yes, yes. 
You already know Detroit Barbie. I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. Thank you to your manager, Mr. Make It Happen here. Shout out to Al Nice for connecting us. Anytime you need any promo, you're always welcome on the show. I enjoyed the conversation. No, I enjoyed you. This was very great. Um, you were able to bring something out of me that no other um, interviewer has. I never get to explain my my love for music and my background and my knowledge of music. I, you were the first person I actually got to speak with and kind of put that out there. So I appreciate you for trying me. I appreciate that. No, I can tell that you're passionate about your craft and you and you know a lot about music and that's important, especially in hip hop, because when I speak to a lot of newer artists, they don't know, like I said, they don't know anyone besides before Lil Wayne. So it's always a great convo. <laughs> yeah, I'll tag you in that. I'm going to put it on my story and I'll tag you in my um my can't see me um verse. Oh, I, all eyes on me. Yeah, I got to hear this one. I got you. That's a tough one. All right, Detroit Barbie, take care, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of your night. And I'm looking forward to the new music. Thank you. Oh, and I'm about to drop. I'm about to go home and drop a mukbang. So I'm. It will be on the Pure Life Entertainment page once I post it. I'll put it out there for everybody to see. Great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. Peace out to everyone.